morning. Good to see you here. We've had some great weather, haven't we? This has been awesome. Thank you, John. <laughs> so good to be with you today. It's been a crazy week. Let me just start off by saying this, and I know, you know, I, I'm, I'm hoping that when, let me, I'm not really apologizing, but I just want you to know I love, every, I love everybody, all God's people and people in general. We just love them. But, you know, if, if today you find this message like rubbing a cat backwards, it's not meant to make you mad. It is meant just to be uh, what the Lord wants me to say. So I hope that comes out in the way that it's supposed to come out. I won't lose sleep over it if it doesn't, but I just want you to know I love you. I do. It's not my intention to offend you in any way. Um, but I want to talk to, I mean, it's been a crazy week. And let me just start this by saying I don't believe the election is over yet. I believe, you know, so that's just my own belief, and you can take that or leave it. Aren't you glad we live in America? And in America, you do have the privilege to be able to vote any way that you want. And that is the great thing about a nation, but let's not forget one nation under God. And so I want to talk about don't be deceived. And these, this, now I made this message or was working on this message before the election, before all that. And so, you know, just, just so you know, I didn't just come up with this last night and go, okay, let me just, let me just say, this is something the Lord has put in that I needed to do and was on what he wanted. So I'm going to give you the top five things, the top five that people think can't be said or done or, truth be told, in church. Top five. So that's what we're going to talk about today. We're going to talk about a little bit of religious tra tradition and different things like that. But let's just cut to the chase. You, you know, we all, people are the true riches for God. We need to get that. It's not money. It's not things. It's people. For God so loved the world that he gave his only son. So... Nevertheless, no matter how you voted, you're loved. God loves you. Okay? So we need to understand that. We also need to understand um, that, you know, we can always, we don't have to agree with everybody or even, we can love them but not like them. Okay? You have people that you know but you're not going on vacation with. Okay? You're not going to, you're not going to hang out together. And uh, so, and I get that. So when I'm, uh, when we're talking today, just understand, I don't agree with everything that happens in my life or in America or whatever, and neither do you. I want us to pull a little deeper. And, and so as something, at least today, maybe there's some that'll be like, you know what, I, I was not aware of that and I need God to help me. So let that be done if that is what needs to be. But we're going to talk about being deceived. And so there's so many things going on in church that, you know, church has got a name to itself sometimes by people that have been hurt in church, okay? Something has happened to them. Not saying it was right. It was probably wrong. But, you know, or whatever. I don't know that. Let's, before I get started, let's say hi to our online crowd and say, God bless you. Yes, and uh, we're just glad that you're with us. Before this goes any further, as I get into this message, because we're streaming live on Facebook, if we get, blo if we get blocked, just know we love you, because it could happen. I'm not saying it will, but just saying. All right. Um, 
How many knows the enemy is good at deception? He's good at being uh, deceptive and uh, creating illusion. And I don't want us to fall for that. And sometimes when we think, well, it'll never happen to me, pride comes before the fall. We have to stay alert. The Bible warns us about that in Mark, to be on guard, to be alert. So this is one of the worst things. If somebody is deceived, let's just be honest, they don't know they're deceived. Because that's the deception. Sometimes have you ever thought about something and you're like, oh, I always thought that was the way it is. And, and then you found out that's not the way it is. And you're like, oh, what? Because during that whole time frame, sometimes we thought one thing. And in, in what we were thinking, it was right. But what we didn't know either all the facts and we were deceived. I get it. God warns us about that. Look at 2 Thessalonians 2.3. Don't be fooled by what they say. For that God will not come until there's a great rebellion against God and the man of lawlessness is revealed and the one who brings destruction. Colossians 2.8 says, Don't let anyone capture you with empty philosophies, high-sounding nonsense that come from human thinking and from the spiritual powers of this world rather than from Christ. So the power the enemy has through us is through illusion, through deception. So I want us to pray real quick, and it, it'll be pretty obvious of what you know that I believe. And I'm not just... You might be thinking, he's just trying to give us his belief and he's using the pulpit to do it. I, 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 I'm not trying to do that. Because in America, it is great that you have the liberty. Come on. People died for that freedom. I'm not trying to take that away. I'm trying to pull back some things that maybe you didn't know. That's my job as far as a pastor when it comes to spiritual things. Are we in agreement with that? Okay. Let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you, Lord, for love. And Lord, that this message will be given in love. Hopefully it will be taken that way. And God, that we just want to be obedient. And Lord, we love you. In the name of Jesus, amen. All right. <clears throat> Sometimes we think something and then we've let the enemy take us down a wrong path. And then we realize, wait a minute, this isn't lining up with the word of God. So I'm going to give you five things. There could be more. Just going to give you the top five. We're going to count them down from five to one that people think you cannot do or talk about or say or reveal, I suppose, in church. And my hope is that as we look at these, you'll let those go. You know what? Because I don't know about you, but there's work to be done on me. I do not know everything. I'm not, I'm not always right. And you might say, this is one of those days, Brett. Part of this, I don't think so. I, th I think because what I try to do is back this up with the word. So let's go. You ready? Here's number five. Turn to your neighbor and give him a high five. Boom, here we go. Politics should not be discussed in church. Nobody wants to talk about that, but we have to talk about it. People have left churches over this, and it's sad because God doesn't intend for his people to be involved uh, in, in things that are not of him. He wants his people to be involved in things that involve your living because he wants you to have a good life. So you need to understand that God is involved and wants you to be involved in government. He instituted a form of government in Exodus 18.21 and Romans 13. And he called pastors to shepherd people uh, through biblical teaching and counsel. And then when the full word of God is taught, then we're going, oh, okay, not just bent on one thing, but we understand God is a full God. He he cares about you physically, mentally, socially, financially, spiritually. And so we talk about political issues. Now, we all went through the ramifications or we're going through walking out, you know, people saying so-and-so has won and, 
and uh, this and that. And so I'm just going to cut to the chase because before we were telling you to vote Bible. I'm still telling you that. And we were doing everything we could not to mention names. You know, because I was not trying to, you, I don't want you just to pick somebody because I pick somebody. You know what I'm saying? This is what I want you to understand. The reason that we voted the way we voted or the reason that we went with the, the current president is because the, the issues that he stood on were in here. So we ask you to vote Bible. Now, if you're going to ask me what I hang out with Donald Trump or anything, well, probably he wouldn't hang out with me. I don't know. But do I like everything he does? No, I do not. Do I like how he responds? No, I, I really don't in a lot of ways. But I have to go down to what he stands for. The other candidate, Joe Biden and Kamala Harris, don't stand for that. So it made my, my thinking really quick. Now, if it was switched, I would be telling you the other names opposite of what I'm telling you now. Voting is already over, Brett, so what are you telling me? This is what I'm telling you. I am, I'm believing, and this is what God told me in, in Chronicles, in 2 Chronicles 7, 14. It talks about, Lord, my people who are called by my name shall humble themselves and pray and repent from their... You're like, repent. This is what I'm saying. When we talk about politics, you need to know where this line is. Brett, I don't believe in murder. If you voted for Biden, you do. I, do you, you know what one of the first acts he's going to do is put in an equality act, and an eight-year-old can decide to have a sex change, and the parents have nothing to say about it. They believe in the, L, the LGBTQ, and, and they're going to give them an agenda. And then there's going to be people that will leave ministry because you'll be forced to go against principles that God has put and says in his word. And they'll be like, I'm not doing that. And they'll be like, okay, we're going to take you to court. So we can't just go by personalities. I, I, again, I'm not a, a personality of, of Donald Trump. I'm not saying I, 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 but I do respect the office. And let me just say, no matter who wins this election, I will respect the presidency. I will respect the office. But we have to be aware of what is going on. We have to go and say, you know what? Here's some, here's some major things. How, if you can kill a baby when nine months in the womb and that's okay? That's not okay. God's definition of marriage and the value of unborn lives, the proper handling of finances and all these other moral issues, that is the only reason. Just because if this person's name was John Doe, I'd be picking John Doe if that's what he stood for. But it's not. It was, it was Donald Trump. And again, I'm not. I'm just, I'm just trying to be your pastor. You cannot separate the Bible from politics. We can't sit in church and believe one thing and then step into the voting booth and throw it out the window. It just doesn't work that way. I'm a Christian, but I would ask you to reevaluate your depth call to Jesus Christ. America was founded on Christian principles. Our lives are based on the Bible as we are believers. Our laws were based on scriptures. Churches have the right to be concerned where politics will take our nation. Christians need to be involved, selecting godly politicians and people that will uphold the word of God. 
righteousness. We don't want our nation that was fought so hard for to forfeit blessings. We are to be the salt and light in the public square, and it must be discussed in church. You know, Pastor Kim was just, she's just passionate. That's one of the things I love about her. I mean, you just hit that bulb, and man, that switches on, and she's, bah! she's like zero to 50 right now. And she was like, we've got to vote, we've got to vote. And she was, you know, we got to vote Bible. And we looked at each other and we said, maybe we should have said names earlier. I thought I made it as clear as I could. But again, it's not over. So we'll just wait and see, you know, how this pans. And no matter how it pans, let's just look at it this way. Jesus is still on the throne. Thank God that he's still on the throne and I don't have to worry about that. God will still take care of his own. Come on, somebody. He's still going to take care of his blood-bought church. There's still going to be kids. We'll still have God. And nothing and nothing can prevail against the house of God. We're just going to stand firm on that, and we're going to believe God for that. 1 Corinthians 6, 9, and 10 says, Don't you realize that those who do wrong will not inherit the kingdom of God? Now, I'm getting this right from the Bible, y'all. Okay? I'm not making this up. I didn't write this. God wrote this. Don't fool yourselves. Those who indulge in sexual sin, who worship idols, commit adultery, are male prostitutes, or practice homosexuality, or are thieves, or greedy people, drunkards, abusive, or cheat, uh, or cheat people. None of these, none of these, none of these will inherit the kingdom of God. So it is important who we line up with as far as the word of God. Romans 16, 17, 18. Now I make one more appeal, my dear brothers and sisters. Watch out for people who cause divisions and upset people's faith by teaching things contrary to what you've been taught. Stay away from them. Such people are not serving Christ our Lord. They are serving their own personal interests by smooth talk and glowing words, and they deceive innocent people. You see, people can get deceived just because somebody can smooth talk or can do this or can twist or whatever. So 1 Corinthians 15, 33, don't be fooled, don't be fooled by those who say such things, for bad company corrupts good character. Okay, I'm done with politics. Here's number four. All right, so we're going to move off that. But I think you understand where I'm at. Money is the root of all evil. They don't want, nobody likes people to talk about money in church. And you know, God talks more about money a lot of times than, than people even think. It's, it's in the word all throughout the word. The first problem with the deception is it, it's misquoting scripture. Because the scripture doesn't say money is the root of all evil. 1 Timothy 6.10 says, For the love of money is the root of all kinds of evil. And some people craving money have wandered from the true faith, pierced themselves with many sorrows. Having money is not evil. It says the love of money. In other words, the covetedness. is you know, money, 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 money. You know, um, that's what we're talking about. Uh, that leads to evil. And there's people with no money that will kill for money. Or have done that. And they're in prison right now if they've been caught. The New Living Translation in verses 9 and 10 says, But people who long to be rich fall into temptation are trapped by many foolish and harmful desires that plunge them into ruin and destruction. And then it goes on to say, for the love of money. Make no mistake, there's warnings about money. You have to handle it right. You have to be a good steward over it. But it is an amazing thing how money seems to make, quote, quote, the world go round. Everybody wants money. Your utility companies want money. It's getting Christmas time, and then, you know, there's going to be money spent. And, okay, so how do, what do we do with the money, and how do we do it? And as we honor God in everything, it doesn't even always work out on paper, does it? If you're in here and you're a tither, sometimes you do your budget, 
And you're like, I don't even know how this is going to work, but God is going to get my first. And then all of a sudden something happens and wow. You know, first you're like, I don't know how I'm going to pay this. And then other things come in. Can I get a witness? Isn't it amazing how God does what he does, but it is all about following the kingdom and laws that the kingdom have created. And when those laws are honored and those are obeyed, blessings come with that. God never said he didn't want you to have money. He just doesn't want money to have you. He doesn't want you not to have nice things. He just doesn't want nice things to have you. Because anything you have is, is God's. And we're just stewards over that. So turn to your neighbor and say, I get it. Here's number three in our countdown. See, you're going to get out of here early. You'll beat the line at Bob Evans if, there's, if there is one. All right, so here's countdown number three. Calling out Christian leaders is your duty. It doesn't even have to be Christian leaders, but come on, people. If you have a Facebook account, and there, man, there is all kinds of stuff going on. But nobody's perfect. No minister, no pastor is perfect. Um, nobody's perfect. We're all human. We've all made mistakes. But the Bible says, 1 Samuel 26, 9, No, David said, don't kill him, for who can remain innocent after attacking the Lord's anointed one? It doesn't mean that they're not at fault. We're finding that whether a minister, it doesn't matter who, but if you're at fault... You pay the price. You know, God doesn't wink at sin. He, he watches it, and he takes care of it. Are you there? Okay. So, but it's not our job or our duty to get on social media and then slam. It's just not right. It's not orderly. It's not neat. And what happens, it causes reproach on yourself. There are people just, can you tell me this? Because I just want to know. Because I, I want to know how better to pray. And there, is some, there can be some truth. And, and knowing some stats, so, so I know what to pray more specific. If your heart is true, some people are just nosy. They just want to know, because inquiring minds, you know. <sighs> or I just want to, you know, I, I just want to speak the truth in love. Now, let me understand, you know, let me just explain. There's that that happens. We do need to speak truth in love. If you've had kids, you have to do that. Sometimes I've had to go to my kids and apologize because my loving truth was not so good. Because I didn't do it right. And I had to figure out, or if I've made a mistake, I had to go and say, look, I'm sorry. Daddy messed up. This is what he did. I shouldn't have said that to you. I should have done this, or I shouldn't have done that, or I didn't know. One time, I got after, I think it was Zach, and you can tell me. But I, I was upset because uh, he had um, pounded his brother with something and and what happened well not with an object but you know just over something and here i found out and that nobody ever said this until later found out that the brother he he pounded him not that it makes it right because the other one kicked him in the face i did not know that when i corrected the first one and i was just like we will not we will not do that in this house we will not you know and, blah, 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 and then finally later it comes out well he kicked me in the face really how come you didn't say that i forgot you know, I don't really remember what. So, you know, what I'm what I'm saying is is um, it is not our job, though. To, let's let God be God. Let's let Him convict. Now, you may have an opportunity to say, "Hey, listen, I need to talk to you. Can I talk to you in private?" And, and pull them aside and say, "Here's something." You know, and, and there's there's nothing wrong with that. I get that, but to do it publicly, not your job. Not that way. 
not your job. Let those in authority over them do that. You, you, know, you do what you have to do. If you're going to church and the pastor's not speaking the truth or you don't like what he says, don't go there. Don't support it. But leave it with integrity. And be careful about that. There's things that, you know, we, we, I, I've learned this from my own self. Because everybody has the mouth that wants to run. Mine does too. I've had to get it under control because I thought, oh, I'd like to, because somebody will say, hey, do you know this? And you want to go, oh, yeah, but I'm not free to do that. I just want the Lord to have his way. If we think that it's all our duty, then we're, we're deceived. I don't have to agree with everyone. I don't have to agree with them. But I am not to speak out against them. I'm not to have them for lunch. I'm not to gossip about them. I'm not to spread rumors. I'm not to do this. You don't have to agree with this message today. I cannot help that. I'm not going to be worth my salt if I'm not going to be as plain and clear as I can. Because there are people that are hearing me online and maybe even some today that are like, I didn't know some of the things you said. What do I do now? I've already voted. If my people who are called by my name so humble themselves and pray. Because in your mind, you might be thinking, you know what, I'm not standing for that other stuff. I, I disagree with you. Isn't it amazing how quiet it is? David didn't dishonor Saul by speaking against him. But he wants, you need to keep yourself in right standing with Jesus. Number two on our list... This isn't one of those happy messages. I'm so sorry. Not really, but I'm so sorry. <laughs> Healing is not for today. Number two on the things you can't say or talk about in church. Healing is not for today. And this is one of the biggest deceptions. Well, God did it before and he'll do it, yeah, but he's not doing it now. He did it for him, but he won't do it for me. Like God picks and chooses arbitrarily who he's going to heal, who he's going to bless, and on, you know, on and on and on. That goes. It is a deception that does not come with the word. There is no scripture in this Bible that says healing is not for today. There is not one. There are many scriptures that declare God's will is healing every time for every believer. They back it up over and over again. Whenever Jesus healed somebody in the Bible, he said it was the person's faith that made them well. If, I, if, I'm, if you're sitting here or I'm sitting here and say I'd be thinking healing isn't for today, I'd be questioning his faith for today. I mean, because that's what your, your faith, what's your belief system? Is Jesus the same yesterday, today, and forever? If, if you're saying healing's not for today, then evidently neither is faith. Salvation must have passed away. It has not. Faith then has passed away. Mercies have passed away. God never gives me any more chances. There's no grace anymore. That is all false. So healing hasn't passed away. And sometimes the lack of understanding is because we are just lazy. We just don't get into God's word to find out what his word says on healing. The lack of understanding or acting on God's word, and you can write this down, does not equal the disappearance of a truth. Just because you don't act on it or just because you won't look at God's word doesn't mean it's not true. I can say to you, you know what? I don't believe in gravity. Catch me. Jason would be like, he's going down. <laughs> Not catching him. Just because I, would, I don't take my faith in that doesn't make it any less true. 
I don't care how anointed I am. If I fell and just decided to do the nesty plunge here, maybe a while ago I wouldn't, but today I might bounce a little. I don't want to bounce anymore. Because it's a law. We need to understand that if we follow God and we follow his rules and his laws as far as the Bible goes, we've got it covered. Our life is covered. Things are happening to our benefit. I don't have to rely on what grandma taught. You know, sometimes grandma might not have had the enlightening of all the word and maybe not got out to church much or maybe uh, wasn't aware or, or what your pastor teaches. If I teach anything that's different from this book, you need to call me on it. You have that right. Go to the word of God and find out for yourself. Get into the, in God's word and find out that healing is for today and Jesus paid it for you. And I'm going to tie this with our number one. And are you ready? And again, it's only 1121. You're going to get out of here quick. But I've said a lot in a short amount of time. Our number one thing that is people deceived in church that you can't do or say in church I get this a lot. If I'm praying for someone, let me just say this. Last week, I, I had a couple people, and I think it's a good question. Remember, we talked about prayer that works. They said, I, I must be doing this wrong because I'm praying, and this isn't happening. Have you ever felt that way? I have felt that way. And let me just explain something, and those that are watching online. When, when your prayer doesn't seem to be working, and it involves somebody else's will, it's a different ballgame. If it involves your will and your authority, if I'm believing for provision for whatever, and I've sowed, I believed, and then, then that's, one, that's a whole different thing. But if I'm, say I'm praying for someone and they are not walking with the Lord and God, we need them to walk, now it involves their free will. And I don't have authority over their free will. Now I have authority over my children. You might be saying, oh, no, you don't. <laughs> <laughs> all the parents are like oh, yes we do <laughs> but while they're in your household and they're of age you do have that authority and sometimes you have to change their will <laughs> my, my will got changed often <laughs> but but again you know once they grow up then they you know and they fly the coop so to speak you have to trust and you have to believe what you taught them they'll stay by but it involves someone else's will, then you have to pray differently. You understand what I'm saying? So now I have to pray. I can't make them mind me, but I can, I can ask God to open their eyes. I can pray in a different avenue or a different way to have things. Father, I just pray, you know, and your will be done. And I, pray, and I start, I intercede in a different way. Come on. So hopefully that answers some of this question. Here's the number one thing. Are we ready? <laughs> Trials and temptations are sent by God to teach us something. And that's what I have people tell me. Well, I know God's trying to teach me something. He's putting me through this hell just so I'll learn a lesson. No, he's not. You live in a world that we're battling with as we speak right now. Who's going to win? Who's not going to win? Who's standing up for this? Who's not standing up for that? Who says they are, but it's this, who's this, and all that kind of stuff. 
But the number one deception sown in church is that our problems, our trials, our temptations are sent by God. That's nuts to me. I'm just like, what? Jesus said himself, in this world you'll have tribulation. In this world, you're going to have some issues. In this world, there's going to be some things. Because the world, again, think about what we just talked about, doesn't really always line up with God. So you're going to have to line yourself up with the word. The bottom line is, this deception is, the enemy's trying to say this, God is behind all of that. He is the author of that, according to the enemy. That is absolutely wrong. It is against the word of God. And this is why. Because if we as a Christian, as a believer, would say that God put our sin, our sickness, our disease, our sorrow, our grief, and our poverty back on us, then he didn't put it on Jesus at Calvary. Or if he put it on Jesus at Calvary, then the sacrifice was no good because it did nothing because it didn't work. That is ridiculous. That is the whole basis of our Christian faith. Jesus died for your sins. Jesus died for your sins. His blood was spilled out and poured out for your sins. Everything you could imagine he died for was stuck on him so that you have redemption because of the cross of Christ. That's what that is. If we say other than that, then that is in vain. It is a miscarriage or an injustice. If God, well, he, he has a purpose for my sickness. Now, let me just go back and say this. How many have been on the mountaintop? How many have been in the valley? You know, how many seem like we spend a lot of time in the valley? We, well, okay, we don't, we don't want to set up camp in there, but it is no secret that we, we don't really learn as much on the mountaintop. We just rejoice. We can do the Holy Ghost hop on the mountaintop. But in the valley is where we, we find out what we're made of. We find out what we really believe. We find out who is really our salvation, our rock. That is who we find out who we adhere to, who our allegiance is with. Some of us are in a valley right now. You just hang on to Jesus. Stay close to him. Because there's protection under his wings. But in the valley, you learn to fight. You learn what works and what doesn't. Remember that old saying? Fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me. There's stuff that I have been and done in the valley, and I am not the only one that I'm like, I am not going back there again. Because I've learned. God isn't in that. Except in the redemptive portion of that. Thank God for salvation. Thank God for forgiveness. Thank God for mercy. Thank God for grace. That is our belief. What do we tell a world that's hurting? If you take away the cross, you got nothing to tell them. Then Jesus was just a good guy. But yet I'm here to tell you this morning, you can go to the grave of Muhammad. You can find him. You can go to the grave of Buddha. You can find him. You can go to the grave of Jesus. He ain't there, baby, because he's died and risen again so you and I could spend glory with him. And he is not the author of killing and murder. The enemy is coming to steal, to kill, and to destroy. And so when those things are happening, you know, let me just keep looking up, man. 
we need to ask ourselves these questions. There's things that I'm like, yeah, I, I don't like how this person carries himself. I can't really change that. that. That's something that God can deal with him. Those closest to him can deal with him. I do, you know, but what I do have to adhere to is what is closest to this. Because you see, this is where my heart is. This is where your heart should be. You say what you want about me. But what about my Jesus? Let me tell you this. I told you this story not long ago. <laughs> I had a guy in the fitness center come up. Just saying all kinds of bad things. Just trying to rile me. Trying to just to get me all riled up. And he said all, and I was just like not even paying him attention. But again, you know how I feel about Pastor Kim. And he decided, I think I'll just pick on, see what he does if I put her into the mix. And there was a guy keeping us apart. And I, I didn't seem to be too much affected because I'm like, he doesn't really know me. He's just trying to agitate me. Then he started picking on her. And as soon as he did, the guy that was keeping us apart goes, I'm out. And I said it in a couple weeks ago. I said... I'm in because something inside just went when you talk about my Jesus and what he did something clicks inside what does it do for you you know for me it means everything because I got a son that's up there right now that is worshiping a Lord that stands for righteousness and when I show up there one of the first people I'm going to see is my son Joshua. And he's going to say something to me. And I'm going to look at him and say, we're all here, son. We're all here. Satan is the author of everything bad in this world. Stealing, killing, destroying. If you've bought into any of these five deceptions, I mean, there could be a bunch these are the ones the Lord just gave me like the top five and I thought oh it would be fun to do a countdown when I'm up here and it's really quiet it's harder to preach than when you think everybody's going to be <laughs> but l let me just say you're allowed to be mad at me you can be mad at me I'm okay with that but just know that I love you I really do and I would not be worth my salt I don't I don't do everything right I probably don't handle everything right. But I, I can't not do what he tells me to do. And you might be saying, well, I don't believe he told you to do it. And you're allowed to think that. You're allowed to say that. But this is the position he put me in. That's why I will respect the position no matter who gets in the presidency. I will respect the position. I just love you. You don't have to agree with me, but I'll give you food for thought. but I know what that book stands for. And that's the only reason I stood for uh, President Trump is because those were the issues that God was talking about. So I have to get my feelings out of the way. My personal, what I go on vacation, what I, you know, or whatever, you know, those kind of things. Do I like how he handled it? You know, really is a moot point. It has to come down to he's the president Here's what he stands for. Here's what he believes in.
that's what made me vote the way I did. Now, if you're here this morning and you're saying, you know what, Brett, I didn't vote that way. I can't change that, neither can you. If you want to change it, I don't know that you can. I don't think you can legally. But what I'm saying is, if that's a heart change for you, then you can deal with God on that. That's okay. But the good thing is this. He never stopped loving you. No matter how you voted, he's never, it doesn't cause him to love you less. How many know that? Come on. I don't love you less, whether you voted for Biden or for Trump. I might not understand it. I might not agree with it. Might upset me, might upset you for what I'm saying right now. I would tell you to go to Lowe's, get a ladder, and get over it. <laughs> I just want to do what the Word says. And I just want you to know, I love you. Thank God we're in America. And it is a great country. Would you bow your heads and close your eyes?